Welcome back, guys, to another episode of the Cine Match podcast, the podcast where we usually take two different movies and compare them against each other in a series of different categories to see which one is ultimately the best. Um, this week's a little different, but first, I've not actually, I don't think I've ever actually introduced myself. So, um, <laughs> my name's Cal. I don't think, I think I always just go straight to introducing you, but my name's Cal. Uh, and joining me, as always, is my wonderful co-host, Mr. Nathan Hanna. Uh, Nathan, how are you? I am riding high. I've just watched, like I just said to you, I've just watched the Ninja Turtles movie. I'm in a good mood. It's fantastic. And I'm ready to get some good wins in today. Yeah, that's it. This is the first time it's going to be, we're actually against each other. Usually we're the adjudicators. <laughs> this time we're competing against each other. So like I said in the intro... This week's episode is a little different. We're taking a break from the standard um, formula of the show and we're trying something new called Category Carnage, a name that I wonderfully came up with myself. But um, this was a concept that you first um, suggested, just to take a little break from the standard. Um, it might sound a little complicated, so we'll go through it now, just for anyone listening. Um, yeah. So essentially what we're going to do is we're going to take... Like we usually use categories to score two different movies. We're going to take that same sort of crux and we've got a series of different categories. But instead of choosing two movies and rating them on those, we're going with an entire movie franchise. Um, and the plan is we're going to, we've got a series of categories, which we'll go through in a second. And we're going to take different movies from that franchise to match up with the categories um, we've got. We've set a couple of uh, ground rules where we can't use the same movie twice. Which is and difficult. Yeah, very difficult. But we've also said we can't use the same movies, so it's going to be even more difficult, which is why we're lucky that we're going with a franchise that has got more than enough movies to pick from. Because I don't think there's any other franchise in the world where we'd be able to do this with 20 uh, picks. There's like 35, isn't it? Uh, I'm not actually sure the exact number. Probably I around like 35. 35 or six. I think it's 35 or 36 movies right now. Yeah, but I think that's the only um, like franchise in the world where I think we could do that. I don't think the there's MCU. any other franchise. Because we've yeah. got to actually several it is, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the, the Marvel <laughs> Cinematic Universe. I think the only other franchise that we could probably get away with, and this might be showing my age, but is the Land Before Time franchise. There's so many, <laughs> yeah, there's yeah, so many Land Before Time films, it's unreal. Yeah, that's very true, actually. Although I think I've seen like two ever, so I don't think I'd be very good at that. The first two, you're all right, they're the best. Yeah, I've I mean, I've definitely seen the first one, but I reckon I probably saw like the seventh or eighth when I was just at my grandma and granddad's when I was little and so absolutely none of it in. So, um, but yeah, we're going to be doing the MCU. By the way, every time you move your head, there's a really weird eye that keeps coming into focus. It's quite, it's a bit like alarming. Um, but yeah, we're going to be doing the MCU. Every um, time I do this, I'm in a different location. I'm trying to keep on your toes. Yeah, just keep moving around. I can't wait till once when I tune in, it turns out you're just behind me somewhere in this room. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so we'll crack on because uh, everything this might be a bit of a long one because we've got to get through 20 picks in total. So as we're against each other, it kind of matters who goes first. And I think the only fair way to do that is rock, paper, scissors live on camera. Oh, my God. But yeah, what is it? Because we, we've been witness to many rock, paper, scissors games where people don't know when to go. Right. So, so what we'll we do, set, rock, set some... paper, scissors, show. Right. And we'll just do one. It's 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 all or nothing. Sudden death. One one game. One winner goes first. We're gonna first. tie. We're just saying it a tie. Yeah. <laughs> right. Rock, what? paper, scissors, show. Oh, are you kidding me? 
Like, I'd realize my hand wasn't even in shot then, so I'm going to keep it up here. Two, so scissors. Just... Two scissors, really. Yeah. Rock, Rock, paper, scissors, show. You go yeah. first. Oh, shit. That's probably going to throw my game off completely. Um, right, I've got notes who I've got. You've got notes who you've got. Um, so, yeah, we're obviously, we'll name the categories as we go through them. Um, but we'll have to pick in any order because there are, like I said to you off camera, there's certain categories where I've got a few plan Bs and then others where it's all enough and I've got one film and if, it's, if I don't get that, I'm kind of screwed. So we'll uh, pick which you know order we want to go in. I'm going to rip my note page out and I'm going to, I will take score of which films we've used and which films we haven't. Wonderful. Yeah, because I wouldn't be able to keep up with that. So yeah, without further ado, you can get us started and I hope you haven't taken one of my big ones already. So you go. What's the first category? You can go. Oh, you I... can pick in whatever oh. order you want. Because oh, okay. I think, because oh, like no, I said, no, there's no, somewhere, no. there's somewhere I don't have many, so I don't want to leave certain ones towards the end and then risk that being taken away. Okay, right. yeah. It might make sense for me to get it early. Didn't so, I realize that. so I get to pick the category as well. Well, oh, well, that's completely changed the game. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the main character as the star. Start might as well start at the top, and I don't think I we we're going to agree on this one anyway. And there's going to be loads of people that probably will subscribe anyway. But I'm going you're with... not going to do what I think you're going to do. <laughs> yeah, <fuck you. laughs> I'm going to go Age of Ultron because that is Hawkeye's movie. Fucking hell, I tell you what, that. I'm not worried about that. I did have Age of Ultron for a separate category, category though, so that's what sent me. But fucking Hulk, and I, that's already lost you the fucking game. I'm sure, there's no chance that that wins. We, there's no way we could win or lose. But, man, Age of Ultron is Hawkeye's move. The perfect, perfect move for, um, for that character. That film wouldn't work without him. He is the heart and soul of that film. That, it's a bit of a joke. You know that Hawkeye's my favourite character and it's always been a little bit of a running joke, but that movie genuinely doesn't work without him. And if you take him out, the heart is gone. Um, he is, there's many, many main, uh, amazing moments of that movie, but Hawkeye is 100% the standout. And Jeremy Renner is a real hero. I've got no words to say about Hawkeye. <laughs> don't get me wrong, I don't mind him. I think his Disney Plus series was actually one of the better ones as well. I don't mind Hawkeye at all. No, I don't, I don't hate him anywhere near as enough as uh, some people do. But yeah. I'm glad that's who you went with. Oh, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> so, sticking with favourite heroes, um, I'm going to quickly bounce back straight away and say Captain America in The Winter Soldier is oh, uh, my fuck. hero. I went straight off the bat. There's, there's a, there was obviously a few different ones I, I wouldn't have minded taking, but I think because Captain America is my favorite hero, I'd, I had to get, I had to get it. He's, he's probably only behind Superman and the Flash in terms of superheroes in general for me. So yeah, I, I, that was one I was worried that I, would, I wouldn't get. So and also Winter Soldier is a great film, so to get that off the board immediately helps me out as well. I. Looking back, like thinking today, we should have done best Marvel movie and we should have left it till the end to really play strategically. But The Winter Soldier is 100% still my favourite Marvel movie of all time. I could I could pop that on now uh, and watch it. And I've seen, already seen it. I've definitely seen that one more than 15 times. And even with everything, wow, it's perfect. Yeah, I love it. Obviously, the very first episode of the show, I did it against The Dark Knight, which did win. But I had to stress so many times in that that how much I do love The Winter Soldier. It's such a good I movie. bet if we redid that episode with me and you, The Winter Soldier would come out. So. Yeah, you're yeah. not a big fan of The Dark Knight, are you? 
I don't mind the Dark Knight. I, you, everybody, because I say it's a bit overrated. Everybody thinks I hate it. I love the Dark Knight. It's just not the best. Not not what everybody else thinks it is in my mind. But we can see. And quickly, though, before we, I mean, get sidetracked immediately. Obviously, there's been a lot of talk about Nolan this week. Where would you say the Dark Knight is in your favorite Christopher Nolan movies? Where, how, where would you about to rank that? Towards the top or middle or? Oh, definitely in the top five. Yeah, it's for me. It's Prestige. And then I think probably Oppenheimer. And then probably Dark Knight, to be fair. So top three. Yeah. Definitely. At least it's still up there. I think it, it's definitely one of the top ones for me as well. But uh, enough getting sidetracked with your It's not, it's not hit. a crappy interstellar. Oh, yeah. He, he messaged me about that, you know. I know. He's he, 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 he to me today as well after <laughs> last week's shout out. Cool. Which category are you taking next now that Age of Ultron and the Winter Soldier have taken out of the mix? Oh, it's already thrown a spanner in the words because Age of Ultron was one of the only ones I had in a certain category. But to make sure I get this off the bat, I'm going with, I'm switching up. I'm going with one of the last ones we came up with and I'm going with the best fist bump moment. Oh, the best fist bump. Oh, no. And I'm immediately say, taking Captain America lifting Mjolnir in, end, in Endgame. Oh, okay. Because I think that is the only moment in an MCU movie that I've watched, in the cinema especially, where I actually yelled out loud. <laughs> I don't usually react in the cinema to movies out loud, and I actually cheered at that. And I wasn't the only one in the room. Like, that is one of the most, like, it was incredible. Like, I got, like, goosebumps and everything. Like, it was such a good moment. And it felt like it was, it had been built up for so long, obviously. We saw him nudge it a tiny, tiny bit in Age of Ultron and to see him finally do it, it was it was great and it was one of the best moments of the film for me. So I, this is another one where if I didn't get this, there wasn't many other fist bump moments I had ready. So uh, I'm glad I got this yeah. one. I, whenever anybody, because we work in cinema, whenever anybody asks me what it's like or what my best experience has been, I'd love to, I'd love to say it's one of the, like, the working moments, but it's not. It's being in there watching Endgame and Infinity War, the double bill, then it gets into that moment where the, you can see the hammer lift and you fucking know what's going to happen. You know it like in your gut, like even though nobody, nobody had watched it before, you knew in your gut what was about to fucking come. And then as soon as that, I mean, you've seen me recreate it in shitty video form, like as soon as that hammer grasps his hand and he does the little, and he pulls it back, he like proper flies into his hand. That screen was electric. I don't know if you were in there, but there was somebody who squealed like a little girl, so it could have been. But that screen was electric. Like, I've never, ever, as a non-cinema worker, as a cinema, I've never, ever seen a moment like that out, well, one of the moments uh, like that outside of that that moment. And it was just, and as a film as well, I say so much build-up, so much build-up to that moment. And as, it's teasers and everything went along. You knew it had it had to come. Oh, what a moment. Yeah, I actually went to watch Endgame alone um, in Hull for the midnight premiere when it came out. Like, I got a lift with some people from work who worked in a different department but didn't really know them, so I was just sat alone oh, between so two strangers. I think they knew each other because they kept, like, talking, but I was in between them. And when that happened, everyone around me was just cheering. And then I went to watch it again about a week later with Eleanor and she- and when that happened that time, I was kind of, I think I was more watching her to see her reaction just because it was such a great moment. So yeah, that was that was an easy one for me. That is probably for me the biggest fist pump moment in the entire franchise. If not one of the best, biggest fist pump moments in many franchises. So yeah, that was that was a must get. Uh yeah. I don't know because 
I didn't have that as my fist pump moment. That's crazy. Well, because I thought he's going to pick Endgame. I didn't put Endgame on any of my lists because I knew that you were going to pick Endgame for one of that, them. That was actually the only thing I had Endgame for. Really? There wasn't any other moments in that or like aspects of it that I would take it for a category. That was the only one for me. You see, now I'm now I'm torn because I've got a fist pump, pump moment, but I've also only got that film in another category. Oh. Nah, fuck it, I'm going to do it. So for me, the one other fist pump moment that I've seen in an MCU movie outside of that, and it's a film after Endgame, which, oh. which is rare. Oh, shit, I know what it is. <laughs> and it's not the one that everybody thought they was going to be excited for. It's when fucking Andrew Garfield came through oh, that shit. I knew it was going to be that. Fuck. In No Way Home. I... It was amazing because we was watching it and, you know, it was happening and Andrew Garfield came through that portal and I watched it a second time in, in public, like, a week after it came out. So the news had already got out. Everybody already knew about it. And I watched it. It was a full screen. It was a week after it came out and Andrew Garfield came out and that screen lit up. Like, everybody was like, oh, my. And like proper, they started clapping, which is very rare, as you know. And oh, it was amazing, quite literally. And for me, Andrew Garfield is the Spider Man. He's my favorite. He will always, unfortunately, have the worst films, but he is still my favorite Spider Man, my favorite Peter Parker. So having him come back, just phenomenal. And then Obviously, it's followed by Tobey Maguire, which is funny because nobody clapped for that bit, just Andrew Garfield. But to see him get a second chance in the best costume is what I would have given it, but I can't give it now because I've picked this film. I was going to try sneak it. I was going to try sneaking the Amazing Spider-Man costume in by picking No Way Home and being sneaky. But I didn't even thought of that. No, and that's why I picked it because I knew you wouldn't have done. But I'm going to get it out because there's there's him coming through that port, port, you knew it was happening. As soon as they opened that port, you knew what was going to happen. But everybody thought it was going to be Toby at the first, and it wasn't. It was Andrew Garfield. My man, the goat, coming through that port. Yeah, that was that was a hell of a moment. I actually teared up at that, I think. I was so excited. We, I think we actually watched that in the same screen together, and I was, okay, with, yeah. um, I was with Eleanor, and there was a bit where... I mean, his, the majority of his moments in that film just reduced me to tears. And the bit where she turned to me after he came in and was like, are you all right yet? And I was like, no. no. <laughs> because no. I agree, he is my favourite Spider-Man. I love, I mean, I love Andrew Garfield as an actor anyway, but I think he yeah. was great as Spider-Man. He was just let down by those films. And when he came back, it felt nice because there all of a sudden seemed to be this like, who found appreciation for him in the role and people started calling for like, him to get another sequel, which it doesn't look like it's happening, but yeah, it's um it's a shame, but he was the best thing. When he caught Zendaya, oh, yeah, I was yeah. a wreck. <laughs> I was an absolute wreck. But yeah, he, I, also I, the, I, he also has the best line in the movie when he grabs them both and he's like, I love you guys. And like, yeah, yeah, he was he was great. Um it reminded me, I don't I don't know if you ever watched like the DC Arrowverse shows, but they brought yeah. um Brendan Ralph back as an older version of his Superman. Yeah. And after that, everyone was we like all of a sudden was talking about Not how underrated he was, and it, that's what it reminded me of. So it was nice. I'm glad he got that love. Uh, back I feel like that. people do this, and then they don't go and watch the films, and then they go back and watch the films and go, ah, actually, they're the first Amazing Spider-Man film. I genuinely still love it. It's just that second uh, one. Yeah, the second one's not great, but I think the 
towards the end that uh, the Gwen Stacy stuff was really well done. Like I think yeah. even like the way it was shot was just unbelievable. And his acting was just fucking on another level. But that's Andrew Garfield. Like he's he's an incredible actor. Um so yeah, I'm very upset you've taken No Way Home off because I definitely had that in a different category. Well, I don't but, know what um, we do for another category now, and I've given it away already. So you you might be able to dump me straight away, but we'll see. But uh it's your turn now to pick another one. Oh, it is so, shit, yeah. yeah. Oh. By the way, can I just quickly ask, are you writing down what what movies and yeah. um Things yeah, yeah I'm, taking, I'm, taking, I'm making sure that we've got no doublets. Just just so at the end we can do a quick recap, because I'll probably forget everything that I've picked, so you might have to just tell me what I've done. Yeah, no, I've got him. I've got him. Cool. Oh, do I? Oh, do I? I'm going to go with the best ending to a movie. Oh. <laughs> it's the one that started all off. That's the best ending to the movie. Iron Man 1 is still the best ending to a Marvel movie today. The the press conference, you think it's going to be because at the time, obviously, everybody, it was, you know, secret identities and all that. And you thought it was going to be, well, you didn't know where it was going to be. And then when he turns to the, literally, he might as well have looked directly in the camera. And I'm pretty sure he does. Like, I am Iron Man. It just completely changed everything. That, to be fair, that we could, I could have put that on a fist pump moment, but... It completely changed everything. The it perfectly encapsulated who Tony Stark was. It perfectly encapsulated the movie, and it completely changed. I think that line, among with many of the other things that Iron Man did, completely changed what we got in the superhero movies following. All of a sudden, this superhero secret identity thing was out the window. Nobody cared anymore. And I mean, it's a line that's been repeated many many times all the way up into end game which gave it an emotional kick in the balls of i am i man <sighs> i don't know no else to say to it fucking brilliant the best way to end that movie is no other than obviously the after credit scene which also i will count as the uh we didn't do a best post credit scene because it's secret do you know, i was thinking earlier when i was when i was making my list i thought that had been an incredible one to do best post credit scene and I would have picked Iron Man. I would have thrown it straight out there. But yeah, Iron Man 1 had the best ending because it just changed everything. And if you weren't already in love with Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man, that solidified it 100%. Also, it's the most memorable, let's be honest. Although, well, maybe probably one other ending in the, in the series that matches it in a completely different way. But I'm not going to give you any hints to potentially take a film away from me. Yeah, um, it's. I mean, it's hard to say now, but it does feel like the MCU wouldn't be what it is now if it didn't have that ending. Like the whole celebrity status and none of the secret because there's been a lot of heroes afterwards that didn't have. I think there's only Spider Man that has a secret identity. Like yeah. it's like un, it's not like anything we've ever seen. Like we're used to these people living these um, normal lives and hiding behind the mask, but like you very rarely see anyone in the MCU just living normal life it just it seems to be just action constantly and i think that is because there is no secret identity there's no regular day job for most of them to hide behind the way there is for like a clark kent um at the daily planet but yeah that line because it was so unexpected as well like like i said we hadn't seen anything like that so no one saw that coming and it was such an iconic line and like you said bringing it back in endgame it was the perfect like way to bookend the Tony Stark character. So yeah, that was my number one. Actually, I had. I it's not now, so pick some else. 
to be fair, this one is a surprising one because I didn't I don't think I had this in any other category. Um so I'm gonna have to use it. And it is Infinity War with everyone just disappearing. <laughs> it's one of the darkest endings, and it just ends on such a sour note. Um that yeah, I had to go with Infinity War for this one. I actually had this in I've just remembered now I said this. I actually had it in one other category, but um I'd rather use it here. So because of how effective the ending was, yeah, I've gone with Infinity War. Just because seeing it in the cinema, like you didn't know what to expect. And just watching like everyone disintegrate in front of your eyes, it was such a surreal experience. And it was like it just ended and there was a silence, like everyone was stunned, and no one really knew where we were going from there. Um and it was a very complete it was a very, very, very different ending to say Iron Man, but I think it's just as iconic. So yeah, I went with Infinity War because it also brought me to tears with uh Tom Holland's Peter Parker yeah. disappearing in Tony's arms like that. That shit was so like emotional. So yeah, I went with um Infinity War for those reasons. I think I think the saddest part of Infinity War's ending was that we got to the end of the film and Hawkeye wasn't in the film at all. And it really was just very sad. Yeah, well, maybe I don't know if it would have made the money it did if he wasn't it. Yeah, it could have made more money. <laughs> would, they, would they have beat Fados in that first one if Hawkeye was around? Yeah, need to beat Fados. Got an arrow for that. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he does. He's got an arrow for everything, as we saw yeah. in the Hawkeye TV show. Yeah. Um, yeah, Infinity War's ending. Like, I think if you read the comics or had a glancing knowledge of what the storyline was, you kind of knew what was going to come. It's one of them where even if you knew it was going to end on a sour note, or even if you knew it was going to end with Thanos's promise of wiping out half the universe, the way it was done, done, sorry, was oof, like the effect that was used. I mean, we've seen that effect in so many other things now, but the effect that was used, the the music, the the performances, like I like, I like obviously Tom Holland Spider Man is the the big one. That's that improvised line of um what he says and which is blank which is blanking on I think me now. It's, but, I don't want to go. But yeah, like I don't want to go and he's holding him and, and he's kind of he goes in in Iron Man's hands like that's the one that talked about the most but is is Rocket and um Rocket holding group is the the one that breaks my heart the most because he's he's holding him like proper holding him. Um and I like when Winter Soldier kind of drops to the ground as well. Uh, that's that's great. Um, the only thing that takes me out of Infinity War's ending is when uh, they're all just kind of sat there, and he, uh, Captain, Captain America says, "We lost," which is for not what a fucking phenomenal line. And oh, I got called out by saying "phenomenal," uh, "phenomenal" lot and uh, "fantastic." So uh, Grace asked me if she'd uh, if she wanted me to buy. Her, uh, she wanted me to for her to buy me a thesaurus. I was like, "No, no, I'm good." But no, like you're all stood there and dead sad, and um, we lost. And then you got the Hulkbuster with Mark Ruffalo's head just kind of floating with the with the one poor bit of CGI in the entire film. But and then ending with like Thanos smiling at the sunset, like that's some that's some next level shit right there. I will stand on on any hill and say, and Infinity War is the better film than Endgame. I will always defend that opinion. And that ending is what solidifies it for me. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, can I just say that, do you know, because obviously you knew 
a little bit about. Like, I don't know if you've read the story before, so, or, so you knew what to expect. But I had a vague idea. Yeah, I had a vague idea what to expect. But did it surprise you when the characters that disappeared were all the new ones and it left the OGs? Because I assumed it would be if there were going to be like a mass wipeout of the originals at the time. Because I, I yeah, actually, it became very predictable that they'd come back. Because there was a Spider-Man sequel announced when he disappeared, so it kind of took the edge off a little bit. And I get that in Endgame I, it made sense because they all got to do one last team up with that original group yeah. before they disappeared. But like at the time, it felt a bit like, oh well, we know these are coming back. We're say Iron Man, Cap disappeared. There was no guarantee on that. I don't know if you can remember when uh, Endgame came out. Well, when Endgame was being promoted, Far From Home was also being promoted. And it's like, there's another Spider-Man movie. And everyone's like, well, we know what's going to happen. And they were like, no, no, it takes place before Infinity War. It's like, no, it doesn't. It clearly doesn't. He's got the Iron Spider suit. It clearly doesn't. And, um, yeah, that kind of took a little bit of the edge off. But, no, I was a little bit surprised that all of the ODs made it. But then, like you say, you think about it just a little bit, and it's, yeah, they're, they're going to have one last ride, the original Avengers versus Thanos and... I will say, oh, the fist, another fist pump moment would have been when they all came back the pool scene in Endgame. And I think if you didn't, if you didn't have that struggle with the original six Avengers, then that wouldn't have had as much of a payoff because we've been with them since the beginning. It does make sense. But no, I was surprised that Spider-Man went. And and Star Wars, I think, was the biggest surprise for me. Keeping Rocket was kind of like. Yeah, that makes sense. But Star Lord going was was a big shock to me because he seemed like the one. It was Chris Pratt, and at the time, everybody actually liked him. <laughs> For some reason, they hate him now. But it was like getting rid of Tom Holland, Spider Man, getting rid of Chris Pratt, getting rid of Black Panther. It was strange because these were like on top of the world at the time. But yeah, yeah. yeah. So it kind of gave it away that they were going to come back. But I still think it was a really effective ending. And you just mentioned they're like a fishbowl moment. If I hadn't gone cat lifting the hammer. I'd have gone with Thor arriving in Wakanda. In, that's what I had my fistful moment. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's that would be my second one, but I had to sacrifice it so I could get the, my favorite. And then it it made sense having this for the ending. Um, so right, I'll uh, pick another one now, and I'm kind of stumped. I don't know where to go. Um, I think I'd get the best fight scene out of the oh, way because there's already, another one you've here. taken the Winter Soldier off the board so I know that see. was difficult because originally when I first made this list I had the um, elevator scene in the Winter Soldier as my yeah, number one but um, I'm doing this now because this next one I think is by far my favourite and that is Captain America Civil War uh, Captain America and the Winter Soldier versus Iron Man uh, oh, the film's okay. conclusion that scene was incredible like just seeing the heroes fight throughout the entire thing but then that final showdown and the way iron man was holding his own against two like really skilled fighters but then um the way it went down and it was the lines when cat was like i could he pulled out the i can do this all day and um did he say something like he's my friend and tony's like i uh i thought i was or something like yeah, that so was like, I. it was so good like and i'm a i'm a big team cap guy so i'm glad he eventually was the one that kind of got the upper hand but that 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 entire showdown at the end was the perfect way to end that film. And I know a lot of people were disappointed with Civil War because it is very different to the comic, which it is. I've like yeah. like I've um I've read the comic as well. And the comic is better. There's no there's no debate in that. Um but I still think the way they did that final showdown and 
Well, just seeing all the different heroes fight and the, the introducing Spider-Man earlier, that, I actually really enjoyed the film. So ending it with that was the perfect way to do it. And I think it ended it on a high note and it really cast a doubt of whether we'd ever see Captain America and Iron Man on the same page again. Yeah. So that fight scene was incredible. I had to, I had, that was one I had to get. If I wasn't getting anything from the Winter Soldier, which has several of the best fight scenes in the entire franchise, that was the one I was going for. So that made sense. I think the moment in that fight when Bucky's on one side and Cap's on the other side and Tony's getting beat down. And then there's a moment where Cap throws the shield, it hits Tony Stark, Bucky grabs it, hits him, it goes back to Cap. It's like, oh, it's beautiful. Yeah, they're just whooping his ass for a while. And I'm right fucked off because <laughs> I was going to pick that. And that also means that because of what we chose so far, one category has been completely wiped out of all my choices. And it's the category that I was fucking struggling with the most. That's your fault for not got using it earlier. I know, and now I'm and now I'm debating because I have a user film here or not. Oh wait, who's picking after this? Is it me? Yeah. Yeah, oh never fucking mind then. But yeah, the uh, the Civil War fight, like there's so many great fights in Civil War. The the airport the airport fight is great, which there's no stakes to it at all. There's no stakes to that. So it's it's fun and you get the moments with like Ant Man. Um when he turns into Jammers, like Tiny Tiny Guy's big now, Tiny Guy's big now. But that fight at the end, it's with it ending with Steve dropping his shield and just walking off, and Bucky's arm's been ripped off, and um, Iron Man's um, what the fuck's his chest piece called? I can't remember the heart thing that he's got reactor, going on. the arc reactor. <laughs> uh, when that's been like neutralized by having uh, absolutely destroy it, yeah, it's a because we couldn't do Winter Soldier, the for me it's the street fight in Winter Soldier when you yeah. first see that beautiful knife flip. Um, but yeah, oh. was that the um, when he says, um, "Who the hell's Bucky?" Yeah, it's the first time him and Bucky fight outside of like some like in the street. Yeah. Um, the first time when he's chasing him down, uh, but the second time when he's finally in the street and he's he's doing and the knife flip involved as well. Into him. Yeah. Yeah, that is a good. That's a very good. Like I said, that that yeah. film's got like three of the best fight scenes in any MCU movie. So it was hard taking it in a different category, but I still I feel like having this at the end of Civil War made up for that for me. What do I pick? Okay, well I'm going to say one of them for the best for the next category, which I'm going to pick in a second. Uh, I'm going to go a kind of a different way. Different way. Yeah, I'm going to go for. If I, oh no, I don't know. Oh, you fucking thrown me. Uh, I regret bringing this idea to the table. Uh, fine, yeah. I'm going to go a completely opposite direction and I'm going to go Guardians of the Galaxy 2 for the best fight. And it's the opening with the um, with the music, Mr. Blue Sky. So yeah. it's the fighting in the background whilst Groot's dancing. So it's a completely different type of fight. Um, but it's, I don't know, it's... A fantastic opening to a film. Oh no, I just thought of another one and now I can't pick it. Shit. Yeah, the best opening. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I've got the. Because nah. we haven't used that yet. No, I thought we hadn't. Piss. No, I'm going to stick with my guns. Um, Wild Roots dancing. And <laughs> there's a bit where like Drax gets dropped on the floor and like looks at him and he does that, like that cute, like look back at uh, Guardians 1 when he kind of freezes. Um, my favourite bit is uh, when he's dancing and Gamora's like stood there shooting the 
can't remember. I'm not even going to try and pretend to remember what the big beast called the basilisk thing. Um, and he's like, Groot's waving and she's shooting. She's like, hi. And it just carries on shooting. Um, and then like when uh, Drax gets swallowed and he's like inside mashing it with his knives. I just think it's a completely different type of fight. Um, but entertain like I've got my issues with uh, Guardians too. I think it um, suffers with a bit of sequelitis, where it's like, oh, you like that in number one? We're going to do that extra hard in number two. But the opening to that film is still probably one of my favourite film openings of the MCU and probably of all time because it's just so fucking funny. I loved it, and I can't believe I didn't pick it for my opening. But the fight scene in it is fantastic. It perfectly mashed up with the music. Yeah, and it meets that. Guardians like style perfectly. That that yeah. is the only franchise like like trilogy in the MCU where you'd expect to see something like that. And it just suits those guys perfectly, and it is really good. Like I love how the fight is actually almost like an afterthought, and the primary focus is Groot just like boogieing around and stuff. It's it is really good. I like that a lot. Like it is, and it is one of the best openings. Um, I didn't have it in best opening, but it is one of the best. Um, but yeah, that's that's a good one. All right. About it now, I'm gonna get best sequel, and, no, we've already I... picked, and we've already picked Civil War and Winter Soldier, so fuck yeah. there. And do you know, what I had um, No Way Home was gonna be my number one, and you took oh, that best sequel. That was my number one for best sequel. Yeah, Far From Home is just not as good. No, I've got two to pick from. Well, no, I haven't because we fucking used them. Peace. Right, I'm gonna go with. What I was, well, I was going to pick this for my best fight, but then I thought it was between Guardians 2 and this. And Guardians 2 isn't a better sequel. So for me, for the best sequel, I'm going to go Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Oh, yes. Oh, shit. That was the one I had number one now. Fuck. <laughs> Look, it's perfect. It's... Yeah, it is a wonderful film. Not only is it a fantastic sequel, not only does it complete in what I would call one of, I would perfectly call it, I, I would personally call it one of the perfect trilogies, um, but oh, what a fucking movie. Not only that, but it, it reminded people what Marvel can be after all these subpar films, let's say. But it treats the Guardians exactly like they should be treated. Uh, not the weird shit we saw in Love and Thunder. Um, the whole film isn't about it's, it. Doesn't do Guardians two as much, and it's got it's about the heart. It's about the main character Rocket. Perfect. It's got some of the best moments in uh, MCU movies. Like one of my fist pump moments I wrote down was um, when he lands on the ground after using the grab boots at the end. He's like Rocket Raccoon and can shoots him. I fucking love that bit. I've seen that film. That's probably the first Marvel film I've watched multiple times in cinemas in a long while. Like everything else I've watched once and gone, right, cool. Modoc's great. I'm not going to watch it again by Ant-Man. But Guardians 3 is just... And the ending with uh, Dog Days Are Over, I have watched that film at the cinema probably five times now, and I have teared up or just flat-out cried every time watching that that ending. It's it's when Drax starts dancing. I'm, I'm fucking getting teary now. It's when Drax starts dancing after that film build-up. Like, they kind of did him dirty by not having him fight Thanos properly, but that build-up of him losing his family in the first one, well, his backstory, 
getting that um, relationship with Mantis in the second one, and then finally becoming a father to not one or two, but like a whole group of lost children just fucking gets me. Every single character gets a payoff, including Gamora, who isn't the Gamora we know and love. She gets her own payoff, which is better than I even I expected. I didn't know what they was going to do with him, and it, it was better than what I expected. So that's why I went best sequel with Guardians 3. And I dare you to come up with a better one than that. Yeah, that, that upset me. <laughs> I don't even think I listened to a single fucking word you just said because I'm fuming. That was my that was the one I had. I, I, do you know what as well? I had that in multiple different categories as like backups. So yeah. like I had that in um best ending if Infinity War wasn't there for me because I love the ending of that film so much. I had it in uh sequel. I had it in another one as well, which we haven't used yet. So I'm I'm having to switch up mentally now. I had it in best was. I had it in Best Buy, which is why I chose Guardians 2, because it is a better sequel and it's that no sleep till Brooklyn moment the hallway. When they just go all out. Yeah, that's what a great sequence. Yeah, I think that's actually a better fight than Guardians 2. But like you said, Guardians 3 is the better sequel. So you gotta you gotta do what you I'm gotta playing, do there. I'm playing tactical, baby. Yeah. Um shit. Right. I'm just I'm mentally trying to just readjust everything. So what, what category on best sequel? Uh, I've been rattled. Um right, <laughs> best sequel. This is something I had in a different category, but I've had to switch up now. Well, I dare you. I'm meant to. Absolutely not. The Dark World, I dare you. No. Funny enough, though, it is a Thor. I'm going Thor Ragnarok. Oh, shit. Yeah. Thor Ragnarok. I had this in a different category, but I'm taking it now. This this is, without a doubt, the best Thor film. And I think it's, like, not even close. Like, it's weird because the entire Thor, like, all four movies, like, one one's fine, two's disappointing, four's disappointing, and then three is legitimately fucking great. Like, it's the weirdest, like, upturn, and then swish straight back down afterwards it's such an outlier but that film was incredible like it was Taika Waititi's first film um in the franchise it was before he went overboard with the comedy like he found the perfect balance in that one I think and it was just really really good they obviously we saw short hair Thor which was the best version of Thor I think we talked last week about Margot Robbie being the finest woman short hair Thor with the cuts in it all bloody and whatnot with a paint on him. One of the finest men of all time, yeah. yeah. Add the eye patch and we're good to go, is all I'm oh, saying. Yeah, no. Like, he was great. And I think including uh, Hulk was a really smart idea as well. Because oh, yeah, yeah. that's two characters that have never really had a strong relationship on screen. Like, you don't really see them too much. So having them spend that, like, the last, like, two-thirds of that movie together was so good. And it's so funny, like, stuff with, like, the password, like, the strongest Avenger and stuff and... And when he throws, when he says that's what he was doing, he goes to throw the thing through the window and he bounces back. His that film had me laughing out loud a lot more than I think any MCU movie had up until that point. But I also think like Hela was a great villain, yeah, um, oh, which is something that four films have struggled from. But she was a great villain, and yeah, just even like the way she showed up looking all goffy and then just immediately destroyed uh, Mjolnir, which was. Yeah. It was like, okay, this this motherfucker means business. Um, and it was great. And we obviously saw a lot like saw Odin. Um, the end of Odin is the nicest way to put that, I imagine. But we saw Odin go. Um, yeah. we've got the, the we got um the whole bit at the end with Asgard just going down. Um we got the the, the actual Ragnarok event, which was quite clever and the way he did that yeah. um was really good. Um but I think 
it was just the best version of Thor, I think, because the first couple of Thor films, I don't think did him that much justice. He felt more like Shakespearean and um, in who he was, and it was more, it felt more medieval. But that that one was like the first really modern uh, version of the character, I think, mm. and I think it was the best version. And like after that, we saw him in uh, Infinity War, which took that version of Thor and just like multiplied it by ten. And him in Infinity War is probably one of my favorite like superhero performances ever like he's yeah. badass as fuck and we've saw how quickly it went downhill afterwards so ragnarok not just the best four film one of the best sequels in the mcu i'm happy with that but like i said i had it in someone else but i'm having to pivot now but i'm happy with it in a sequel i think yeah ragnarok's it is like i know it's a bit it's a massive departure and it's really silly but just in like the small bits like the design of uh sakar the planet with all like Jack Kirby-esque kind of drawings and on the designs of the buildings and stuff. And yeah, including Hulk as bringing in a little bit of that gladiatorial uh, World War Hulk um, visuals and storyline. And uh, some of the best lines from the entire MCU come from that movie as well. Like the bit where he's talking about how Loki turned into a snake and he's like, Ugh! and uh, and uh, when um, Bruce Banner's freaking out and uh, Thor's like, her son's getting real low. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> or the, it's not a disguise until I do this. But oh, I, I didn't even mention Korg. Korg was in that film, and in oh, that yeah, film, Korg, Korg yeah. was fucking hilarious. The one appearance of Korg where he's not irritated as fuck. He was great in that film. He was yeah, legitimately so funny. Piss off Ghost being one of the, the lines that got laugh out loud laughter every single time. And the, yeah, the little think... rock, paper, scissors joke that he made. <laughs> I love yeah. that. And Valkyrie as well, like I love Valkyrie in that movie as well. Like, oh, and Jeff fucking Goldblum. Yeah, he was incredible. Who needs to come back to the MCU? We need we need more Goldblum in the MCU. But I'm surprised they haven't found a way to like bring that character back in the Guardians films because it feels like right up their street. Yeah, it does feel. All he's in the comics is related to the Collector, and so it, I thought something was going to happen, but I guess not. Um, but there needs to find a way to bring it back, but hopefully with better writing than what we've had recently. Um, yeah. yeah, but Thor Ragnarok is just a and another moment you've not mentioned is uh, are you um, are you the god of hammers? And then you get the amazing uh, immigrant song and he's, as he's on the bridge with the lightning and he's like that side shot, just wow, yeah, good choice, good choice. That was actually going to be what I used it for. Best needle drop was going to be immigrant song. That was what I was going to use it for originally, but I've, I obviously switched that up because. I'll go now with best needle drop. Actually, I didn't expect this to still be on the board. Oh shit! I've so, that needle drop, and I've not. Oh no, we've used Infinity War. Yeah, um, I didn't expect this to still be on the board, so I didn't have this as my number one option. But because it is, I'm taking it, and that is the first Guardians hooked on a feeling. Yeah. I didn't think I thought it'd go in a different category. I don't know why, but I I, I didn't see this still being here for me. So um, I'm glad. I got that. But like I said, originally I was going to have Immigrant Song, but because I knew I was going next, I thought, this is probably the most iconic needle drop in the entire MCU. Like, the way this song is now almost synonymous with the film and the way they put fun at it later in Endgame, like, it's one of the best ways to introduce a character. Like, it made Star-Lord seem quite goofy, but also really fucking cool at the same time. Um, And it's just a great song. So, yeah. Hooked on a feeling. Not much else you can say about it. It's incredible. Probably the best needle drop in the entire franchise. Fuck you for taking um, 
one of the best sequels from God is three. This is on you. Peace out. <laughs> I've not, not listened to a word you just said because I'm fucking livid. I, I, do you know what? I wrote them all down as to what I've got. And I completely forgot about fucking Needle Drop. And, I, I'm, oh, and I've used all the we've used all the fucking Guardians movies. Yeah. And they've got the best ones. I was, okay, well, in my head, Infinity War was going to go for the best Needle Drop. And it's like the one and only Needle Drop in that film. And it's when it says, um, who are you calling? And then it cuts. And it's it just says space, and then that rubber band man starts playing, and you've got yeah, Quill doing that in the ship. Oh. Yeah, and Drax he tells Drax to take it away, and Drax is asleep. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit. Well, yeah, hooked on a feeling. Not only is it good in Guardians One, but it's also like a good like the very first trailer for Guardians. It's got like a version of Hooked on a Feeling that's got some like really bassy drums as it like kind of flashes from black to like scenes of the film before it kicks in and it's it's still probably one of, it is, well it is not probably it's definitely one of my favorite trailers for the mcu and i'm stalling because i can't fucking think of anything i'll tell you what another that was where um guardians 3 would have been another good option for dog days are over that would have been a really good one as well yeah well, that, three, been, yeah, that right, could have been used in just about have, any category oh yeah it would have would have been wouldn't it cal it would yeah, have been you took it away have, from me so. Would have been shit. Yeah, this is why I took this down because I can't legitimately think of any others. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're right. Fucked me up here. Yeah, right. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna give a film some love that I didn't think was gonna happen today. But I'm going to give it some love, and I'm going to. Oh no! But if I do that, I'm pissed. Okay, no fuck it. That's the only one I can think of. I don't can't believe I'm talking about Iron Man two, but I'm going Iron Man two. No, oh no! Can I change it, or have I said it now? I'll let you change it because okay, ain't no one touching Iron Man two. So <laughs> I'm going to go Iron Man three, and it's quite quite literally a needle drop and it's at the beginning when he's uh, playing the Christmas song um, mixed with when he's playing Dashing Through the Snow and I can't remember um, when what it's mixed with but it's when he's dancing and he's he's doing like the hip movement and the, the he's having the pieces of the suit fly to him and he does that little jump to have the uh, thing land in his face the face plate land in his face and he does the superhero pose and it all just kind of comes apart but that we've used that too for that as well but I hate it. Hate you. And I hate myself for missing out on the needle drop when I was doing my fucking notes. That was because I was too excited to watch Ninja Turtles. I'm so livid. I'm so livid right now. Terrible. But yeah, that I mean that is it is a great scene. It it sets up the film being a Christmas film. It sets up like that cocky Iron Man three uh, Tony Stark uh, persona. Um and it gives you an introduction of to his new suit, which actually comes into play on how it works later on. Um, so yeah, I'm going to go with that, and I'm going to just sit here seething from rage. I mean, you can't sit there too long because it's your pick now. I can't agree with doing. You're next up. And how many? First of all, how many categories we got left? Because I've lost count. One, two, three, four, five. We've only done six, so we've, we've got done six. We've got four we've left. Six, left. So we've, we've got villain left. We've got costume yeah. left. Uh, we've got origin left, and we've got opening. Right, okay. Okay. <laughs> Shit. 
<laughs> Some of these are limited now. No. No, 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 no. Right, okay. I'm going to go best opening. Oh, no. Yes, I'm going to go best opening. I thought I put myself over there. I'm going to go best opening. And I'm going to go... <laughs> I'm going to go with Spider-Man Homecoming okay. with the camera footage, the recorded footage of the Civil War yeah. and then him being in the apartment and all of that. Um, and then it kind of immediately transitioning into him being the day-to-day Spider-Man. Um, I love that opening, just the, the camera footage of it all happening. Um, it's just a really really quirky way to open up a, a a movie a superhero movie and really show because we got to meet peter parker in civil war which i think was a fantastic way to bring him into the mcu i wish it weren't ruining trailers and i'll fight that battle forever but cal can you imagine sitting down not knowing spider-man was going to be in that movie and then he fucking turns up yeah, they, they definitely ruined it by letting us know that before. Because that would have been one of the most, like, oh, my fucking God. Like, that would have yeah. been such a shock. I think yeah. we already knew Homecoming was coming, right? Because Homecoming was at least a year later. But still, yeah, did you I... think if that would have been the introduction and we didn't expect it and we did, we thought we had to wait a year, that would have been so good. And I think that's the only reason it was put in the trailer, because Sony had said they're doing a new Spider-Man film. But there was no... Everybody was, like, speculating. And I think it would have been leaked. It definitely would have been leaked. Yeah. But can you imagine sitting down and watching Civil War and being like, I know a guy and it's Peter Parker. But anyway, the best of like having that um having that moment where he like he finds his suit or, and you know, he's got all that moments with Happy and you see the Civil War fight from a different perspective. And he's like, he's got the camera and he's like, Oh, is that Iron Man? Is that Captain America? And then oh I've got to go. And he does the he does that um trailer moment again, but from the camera angle. And then like all leading up to that bit where he's like, I get to keep the suit and it moves out. And there's that amazing moment again that was in the homecoming trailer where he goes to open the door for him and he goes to hug him and he's like, what are you doing? But um, I was going to go Guardians of the Galaxy 1 because I love the opening to Guardians of the Galaxy 1 when he gets the emotional opening with uh, 10cc. um, Fantastic song. Um, And then moving into the, the, like the singing and dancing through more like I think the planet's called when he's got the rat in his head. But yeah, Homecoming is the best one for me. Do you know, I never even thought of Homecoming, but that is a really good one. And it's really, it is one of the best ways. Like, cause similarly to what we said earlier about like the Guardians fight scene, that is like the perfect way to introduce who Peter Parker is as a character. Like, it's such a lighthearted way. And it is, that is like perfectly captures who he is. So, I, can't, I didn't think of it, but it is a really good one. And that film's really underrated itself now, I think. Homecoming is, if we're not included in animated versions, Homecoming is my number one Spider-Man film. Is it really? It really is. Like, far from, uh, No Way Home's fantastic, but you take away the things that, you take away the nostalgia bit and the, the, the Leonardo DiCaprio meme, of, and, uh, and it's just not that great. It's kind of by the numbers. Um, it probably goes home. I mean, we're going to do Spider Man one day, I'm sure, but probably goes Homecoming, Spider Man two, and then and then probably No Way Home for me. Or Amazing Spider Man one, actually. I love that film. I think I've still got Spider Man two number one. Um, but yeah, we we have spoke about doing like a Spider Man episode, and maybe even branching off to do like a three, like a triple threat 
Like we've won from each one. Yeah. Well, yeah. If you want to call it that, I was trying to keep it PG. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, all, of, all of the swearing is. Uh, <laughs> Me no, you absolute fucker. <laughs> no, that can't be helped. Um, right. So this is actually interesting because I had an answer for this and yeah. I've changed it to something I never even considered before. Like I, It came to my mind whilst you were giving your answer. I don't know why, because it's got nothing to do with anything you just said. Maybe it's I just wasn't paying attention to you. Like Whenever you talk, I kind of drift away, I think. Um, no. Oh, what's new there? You think that's always been the case with you? No, this is... My pick, it's a very, 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 very effective opening, but for completely different reasons to homecoming, and that is Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, and Ooh. the very, very moving tribute to Chadwick Boseman, which I'm not ashamed to admit, tears were streaming down me, me cheeks. Like Usually, when I'm watching a film, if it's emotional, there'll be a couple, my eyes will tear up, maybe one or two, but that, I think I had a snotty nose, it was that bad. Like It was such an emotional um, opening and yeah I know some people think it went on a little bit too long but I just think the really moving scene where, where they have the funeral and when um, his sister Shuri's told that he's passed and just the way they reacted because we lost Chadwick in real life and it, it felt so raw and real and it felt like they weren't reacting to um, T'Challa, they were reacting to Chadwick and it was, it was the perfect way to pay tribute to him I think so I had to go with that because it's not a film I had in any other category. Like I'm not gonna be, on, I'm gonna be honest. Uh, yeah. So I think this was the perfect way to use it as well. And it's not one of my favorite MCU openings, but it's definitely one of the ones that hit me the hardest, and it left a lasting impression. So yeah, I've gone with Black Panther to Wakanda Forever. Yeah, I mean, I think the thing with that film as well is everybody was waiting to see what they do. Everybody was waiting to see how were they going to tackle this. And I, yeah, I think it was done really well. It was the um, and it was the Shuri moments when she's being told that he's gone after she's really struggling to try and get it to work. And she, like she said, and she has that breakdown of fan. Like she, she carried a lot of that movie. Um, and yeah, really emotional opening, really emotional opening. It good, felt like we good, lost him all pick. over again. Yeah, yeah. And you can tell it wasn't all performance. You could tell the emotion was there in the acting, um, if, if any acting was there. And yeah. Good pick. Good yeah. good pick. That one but came what, out of nowhere. Um, okay. But what's next? So next, I'm going to go with Best Origin. And I'm going to go my boy, Captain America, the first Avenger. That's fine. Because I that like film it. is actually one of... It's my favourite from the first... Um, what did they call it? Phase one. Phase one. It was my favourite. Over, over, over Iron Man. Yeah. Wow. I, think, I don't know if it's just the, if, if it's because Cap's my favourite character, but the World War Two like setting yeah. and um the whole stuff with like Bucky and then his entire team and his, I can't remember what they're called the Howling Commandos or something like that. Like favourite of the phase one can't even remember what they're called. I can't remember their names though. No. They're in like five <laughs> scenes. <laughs> but like the love story with Peggy, the emotional ending which again is yeah it, it really fucking got me that the whole um um I'm gonna I'm not gonna be in the date I think yeah is what he said. And then just ending it with um, him waking up in modern times and realizing the room was just like fake, and he runs out onto the street, and Nick Fury's there. Like so, from start to end, I think it's incredible. I think Hydra and Red Skull being the villains are great because obviously Red Skull is his most iconic villain. So it was surprising that they got him off the bat immediately. But I suppose with the World War Two setting, it kind of had to be done. Um, I will say, scrawny Steve Rogers looks weird as hell. Like it. 
It's clearly fake. But that that's one of my favourite scenes in the entire MCU is when he's at the train, they're doing training and he jumps on the grenade. Like, yeah. I think that is, it captures who Steve Rogers is, even without the um, super soldier serum. Like, it captures who he is perfectly. And that entire film, I just think is incredible. I love World War II movies anyway. So having World War II in that, I think it's why I like um, Wonder Woman so much as well, because they go to World War One, And just having like, like the World War setting and having it be like a period piece, it just, it's so effective for me. And I love Bucky in that. And I wasn't as well versed in the comics when I watched that for the first time, because I was like, maybe like 14, 15. So I didn't know. Bucky would come back as the Winter Soldier. So when he okay. when he died, I I felt that he was gone. Like so, it hit me harder than I obviously would now, knowing what I know. So um, yeah, that film is just it's underrated. I think it's not a lot of people rated as highly yeah. as I do. I, I, I think love it. I I love it too. I think that and Thor one are underrated for me. I love Thor one as well. Um, it's not I'm not going in this category, but uh, I love Thor. You don't love it that much. <laughs> no, not that much. No, but. Yeah, the first cap, it's and it feels pulpy, like, and it didn't feel out of place, even though it felt really pulpy. And that was at a time when, like, Marvel films were like, well, and this is going to be this, and this is going to be that. And it's like different genres, but this felt it fit. It almost, the film almost feels like somebody sat telling you the story of world that what happened there. And it's got like that exaggerated, like, pulp feel to it. Um, but yeah, I love that. I, I've got a massive soft, soft spot for that movie too. And the ending when you can see that he knows that something's not right and then he, he does a runner and then ends up in the real world. And, you know, Howard Stark in that movie is great. Um, Peggy Carter, the oh, love of my life. Uh, about Hayley Atwell. Um, yeah, their know. love story in that first one, it's so well done as well. Like, it's perfect. Yeah. Like, it... I'm so glad they. I know a lot of people have criticism for that. The fact that they went back to it all those years later, but I'm glad they did. I give a yeah. fuck. Like I loved it. The whole yeah. the dance thing and him having to take the plane down was it was so well done. Yeah, and like you say, showing C. Brosnan showing who he really is by you know jumping on the grenade or taking the pin out and the flagpole coming down rather than trying to climb it and stuff. It's what yeah, I love that movie. And also, Tommy Lee Jones is incredible as the side, like the general. I think he's awesome. When is Tommy Lee Jones not awesome? Other than being a very angry old man who's got his own opinion. I watched rewatched Men in Black over the week or yesterday, and he's fucking great in that movie. Yeah, the first Men in Black film is legitimately fucking ace. I love it so much. Back, um, when, they, back when they did good. Yeah, that's about all. It, that was as good as it got. I don't think any of them ever even came close after that. But um, yeah. also with the the soldiers and stuff and the fact it was in that World War Two setting. When in Winter Soldier when he visits the like the memorial and the where it's at like the museum and you see them, it felt like it was old friends that we'd lost. Like I was yeah, like, oh yeah. God, yeah. Because you know they can't come back. And because of that it like except so Bucky does. Oh apart from Bucky. I mean like the normal guys, <laughs> not the ones that went crazy. But like the entire team, because you like you you got to know them as well. Like I think one yeah. of them is the guy from Band of Brothers and he was Damien Dark in Oh, uh, I can't uh, remember his name. Dum Dum Dugan. Yeah, but well, I don't he know was, the actor's name, but he plays Dum Dum Dugan. Yeah, but he was he was really good. So seeing those guys and then having to lose them, like it felt like we'd lost them. Um, but yeah, I like uh, the small fact. There's a guy who's a part of um, perhaps Howling Commandos that's also the principal in Spider-Man: Homecoming. 
um, he, the same actor plays the same guy. And then when they brought it to the attention of the people who were making Homecoming, they was like, okay, well, then let's just put medals on the wall and put pictures up of the guy from Captain America 1. So it turned out like it was his grandson. They just used the same actor. Similarly, they used the woman, um, one of like the nurses, or I think she's a nurse that's into him, ends up being the woman that plays Star-Lord's mom. Yeah, yeah. And they're, and they're like, saying, oh, oh that must have been his grandmother, grandma. which is... Yeah, it must be. Which <laughs> is why she had a bit of that super serum in the mom, which is why she survived <laughs> Ego. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, so yeah, that's my pick for Origin. What, what, what have you got? I'm so glad that we've got this far and this film hasn't come up yet because I feel like a sneaky little fucker and I'm going to go with the first Avengers film because it's the origin of the Avengers, Cal. Uh, that's, and it's technically it's Hawkeyes, I think, because he's got that little bit in Thor, but you don't really Thor, see much of him. Double whammy, baby. But isn't it the first appearance of um, Agent Hill as well? Uh, yes, it is. Maybe lots, so, of, yeah. origin, lots of origins, lots yeah. of origins. But obviously, I'm being a bit sneaky with this one. But it is the origin of the Avengers as a whole, and it was a film that was either going to really, really fucking work or really, really fucking not. And luckily, it really, really worked. Like even going back watching it, yes, it's completely different. It's a little bit dated. And other other films have done things better, but you can't deny the absolute mastery of how all these different films and all these. I think the biggest thing was are these characters going to mesh well? And yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. When they when they first have that, you've always got to have the heroes have got to fight before they can be friends, and they do it in the forest. And it's like Tony Stark's like, "Duff, mother, no, you're wearing thy drapes to the Thor." And he's like, bring the hammer down, and he does it on the, the shield. But it's just a fantastic moment. And then it just keeps going and going and going all the way up until that that last battle in New York, which resonates all the way to the end of the MCU now, the Battle of New York. And, I mean, Loki is okay in it. I mean, Loki's not my favourite character, never has been. Um, but he's good in it. He was like the 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 top-tier villain of the MCU, and that's how it was done. Uh, and just all the characters, like... You're like, how is Hawkeye going to play into this? And he does. He really does. And that, I think that, was, that. I think everybody was like, after that film, do you know what? Hawkeye is the best character. Not one um, person asked, how's Hawkeye going to play into the Avengers? <laughs> I did. Multiple times. Um, <laughs> and getting that Cap and uh, Tony relationship like that early on, when Tony Stark first arrives and he's, got AC, he's taking ACDC over on the sound system and he flies in, um, that great moment in Stuttgart when the guy doesn't kneel and is like, um, there'll always be men like you and stuff like that. It, it's just a, a great movie. And like I said, so many people wondered, was it going to live up to it? Like, I remember going and watching it. Like the, I'd seen every MCU movie in the, in the cinemas because I'm old. And as an adult, I've, I think Iron Man 1 came out in, what, 2009? So, hey, 2008 it was. All right, mate. I was in college. Um, I was a and child. I, I think I, was, I must have been 19. Yeah, because I didn't start college till 19. So I like watched them all from and like building up to the Avengers. I remember it like being this big event that we all we all got together and went out to. And it was it was fantastic. And it really, it really does pay off as yes, I am being sneaky that it's an origin movie, but it does pay off. If you didn't have that and you didn't if that if that didn't work, we wouldn't have had Endgame. We wouldn't have had Hawkeye's movie or Age of Ultron. You know, we wouldn't have had, we wouldn't have felt as badly as we did in in Infinity War, and we wouldn't have felt as excited as we did in Endgame when everybody came back. 
in that fight. So that's why I would sneak you in, Avengers. You know what, Assemble I think it is. UK. Avengers Assemble in the UK. I think it is a little sneaky, but it's also very clever. Like, I, I can't judge you what for that. Is very, it is an origin story, so I'll give you that. I actually it's almost took amazing, this. Sorry, it's also got that amazing bit in the, the Battle of New York when it's like, I know it's a digital long one shot, but it's that one shot of when you go from hero to hero, ending with um, Hulk punching Thor out of shot. What a film. That could have been um, a fist pump moment, I think. Yeah. But I also almost took this in best opening. Um, that was what I was really going to yeah. go with until I went with Wakanda Forever because the whole bit when it's um, Nick Fury and Agent Hill and they're in the, I think it's like a car park, and that's when um, Loki shows up and takes the test route, then he turns Hawkeye, which was probably good because I think if Hawkeye was on the team, that film might not have been, we might not have seen any more. Get him well, out of the team. Guy, if it was a good guy, it would have been over straight away. What's the point? That's why they have to. <laughs> Can I ask you a quick question? Before the MCU, was Hawkeye your favourite character, or is it is it Jeremy Renner's performance that made him your favourite? I always liked Hawkeye, but not to that extent. He's always just kind of been a character, but it was Jeremy Renner's performance as Hawkeye that actually made him turn me on the character. And then after that, um, changed you he... on. Yeah. Trying <laughs> to clear that up. Yeah, Hawkeye turned me on, and then. When Matt Fraction's run of the comic came out, which is the perfect run of Hawkeye comics, um, which was kind of adapted into the TV show, that's when I was like, yeah. But I've always kind of been attracted to uh, archery char- characters like archery. Like my favorite DC character is Green Arrow. Maybe I'm just weird. Maybe that I'm was going to be my next question, actually. Like, um, I don't know if you're more of a DC or Marvel guy, but I was going to ask you if you. Star Wars. <laughs> is that... I didn't know it was an option, but that's always an option, I suppose. But I didn't yeah. know if you're more Hawkeye or Green Arrow. Yeah, more. I, I watched, or I watched most of Arrow, um, but before it started getting shit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, those first I think, couple of seasons were incredible. Yeah, yeah, I really like it. But yeah, definitely more of a Marvel fan. Hundred percent more of a Hawkeye fan. If it was in my home, would I be able to hand to the? I've got an entire complete collection of Hawkeye pops. I'm not missing one. Um, That's but, terrible. Yeah, well, we've all got our things. We're ashamed. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, watch... maybe it's living so close to Sherwood Forest. Maybe that's what's got me into yeah, Hawkeye. Maybe. maybe. Um, did you ever watch Smallville? No, never n- never anything that appealed to me. Because they've got um, Green Arrows in that for yeah. about season six onwards. He's very good. He actually feels more like Green Arrow because I think the one in Arrow was way too miserable. Like he was Batman, but with a bow and arrow, essentially. I right? think that was the point, wasn't it? Yeah, but the, the, the Smallville one was like the light-hearted, quippy guy that you came to expect. And it was played by the guy from that This Is Us, Justin Hartley. He was really good, actually. Oh. He was very good. Um, I keep getting sidetracked. Yeah, so I think you get we've got two categories left. What have we got? Uh, we've got best costume and best villain. Right, and it's your turn to pick a category. So here we go. What have you got? I only had one. I only had one written down for best costume, and that was um, Amazing Spider-Man. So, do I want to jump in, or do I want to pick the best villain? Ah, oh, shit! I've used my best villain choice as well. Oh no! Yeah, I'm gonna go best villain. Shit. I've got one that's I've really, really got here that I'm praying you don't take. All right, let me just brace myself. Go on. Killmonger in Black Panther. Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> Shit! 
Oh, bollocks. That's who I had. Oh, he was the fucking smoothest, the most badass. He was, he, in a, uh, in a way, he was kind of right, which is always the best kind of villain where you kind of go, oh, shit. Yeah. Should I be rooting against him? And obviously, he's got the, the bad parts of him that make him a villain, but he's got one of the, um, you know, like a we can heal you. He's like, no, throw me off the uh, ship with, the, with my ancestors and all that. Um, it, from the moment he's introduced and the twist of him being the kid at the beginning of the film, like, yeah, he's, he's great. Like, his design's great with all of the um, uh, travel scar tattoos of all the people that he's killed. Um, his entire look, when you first see him with that um, lion mask on it, the, the bank robbery, um, his, I love his gold. The only thing about the Black Panther movie I don't like is the CGI fight fest at the end. Um, but I love his gold suit, and I would have 100% preferred it is if they found a way to somehow, I don't know how they would do it. I'm not a film writer. That's why they get paid the good money, well, they should do. Um, yeah. But that fight on the waterfall is one of the best fights, um, and the reason I didn't pick it up on it is because I wanted to save the best villain if he wasn't picked. But um, if they had found a way to end the film on the waterfall again, but with like the suits kind of disappearing like they do at the end, that would have been perfect. But I love that fight when he kicks him off the when he kicks him off the waterfall when he takes over. He's just he's charismatic. He can a bit when you you when you get Andy Serkis's Ulysses Claw and he just fucking shoots him, just playing Stone Cold kills him, and yeah, what there's nothing that I can say about um, his performance. Is Killmonger that not has not been said before, but he is one of the top tier to the point where he's that good that everybody was like, "We're in multiverse now. Let's find a way to bring him back and have him be Black Panther," even though it would make absolutely no sense at all. Like, there's everybody was like, "There's only one person that can replace uh, Chadwick Boseman, and that's um, Killmonger." And it's there's a reason for that. He's such a good character, and it's a shame he was only in one film. I'm also glad it well he's technically in two films but this is a shame he was only really prevalent in one film because he is one of the better he's probably second favourite to Thanos alright because I don't because like, I don't because <laughs> I don't like Loki that much but but yeah <laughs> that's rough that's <laughs> rough and shit I think he was my number one villain actually I had down um, but yeah, everything you said there, there's not much I can number, add to it. My number one actually was this, but my number two two was Vulture. But we'd already picked Homecoming. So. I had I had Vulture on my list as well. When um, you said when you said Black Panther for opening, I nearly shit myself. But then you said Wakanda Forever, I was like, yeah. <laughs> oh, this is devastating. Um, but yeah, he was incredible. Michael B. Jordan, just in general, I love. I think he's like coolness personified. And I think there's a reason that when he shows up in Wakanda Forever in series, um, I don't know what they're actually called, like Vision thing when she's that, whatever you, yeah, sure. Um, When she she transcends. Yeah, that one. There's a reason people are so happy that he made the cameo there. Um, He is incredible and he is one of the best MCU villains. It is a shame because they've had an issue in many films. That's one of the biggest criticisms they've had about poor villains. So having him be such an effective one and just getting rid of him immediately it does feel a bit 
of a waste. And he also had that really cool line, was it when he beats him on the waterfall, he says, is this your king? It became like a meme for a bit. Um, But yeah, I'm so fucking jealous. You got that bollocks. I also Um, like that when uh, when he's fighting, what is it? Is it? I can't remember when he's wearing the suit, but he basically is uh, wearing Vegeta from Dragon Ball Z's outfit. It looks exactly the same. And I'm like, yeah, Vegeta's the best character. You're the best villain. Let's fucking go. But I also mm-hmm. like that moment in Black Panther 2 when you go around the corner, we've kind of been so used to like, oh, CGI, you know, using dead people with CGI to bring them back into a movie or old footage somehow repurposed. That I was 100% expecting Chadwick Boseman because they said they were going to pay homage. And I thought, are they going to do something? And then when it turned out to be him and he's the one that guides her through, like, what a way to fucking turn it on its head still being respectable to a to a passed away actor and bringing back one of the best characters without ruining what came before fucking phenomenal yeah and i think it was it was a smart thing to do because it it was a way of bringing him back but it was also great storytelling yeah like having him be the one that she needed to like see and because of the like aggression she she had in the violent tendencies like i think that was such a well move i didn't think it'd be chadwick I think that would have been my worst fear, but I thought we'd just see Angela Bassett's character come back. Yeah, so yeah. saving yeah. him for that was really well done. Um, I'm so jealous you got that pick. Fuck. Uh, right, well, villain. Everyone <laughs> I had written down has gone, so I've got to quickly rethink this off the top of my head. Um, oh, I, was, I was about to say who I was going to pick, but then realised I've not picked my, my third choice. So in an, that film not come up yet, so I'm going to keep it away from you. I'm gonna go with Modoc. Absolutely fucking not. Um, Scarlet Witch in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Because I think, in terms of intimidating characters, she's one of the scariest motherfuckers in the MCU. Like the yeah. film itself, I think wasn't quite what many of us were expecting. It was a little disappointing in some areas, but I think her as the oh, villain was. Fantastic! Like that scene when they're in the tunnel running and she just like comes through. It's like she's a fucking. It's like she's Michael Myers, like chasing yeah. them down. It's so good. Like, um, and when she just single handedly takes on the Illuminati and people were fuming at how dirty they did some of those characters, but it made her look incredible. Yeah. And so I, I have to give it to her. She's she's always been one of the like most powerful. Uh, MCU characters and obviously in comics as well with like the House of M. So seeing it go fully unleashed in that movie was really good. And I don't know if there are plans to bring her back. And if there are, they aren't public at the moment. But I do hope we see um, Wanda again because she, on a day, she is one of the most like even in Endgame when she tells Thanos she took everything from me and he says I don't even know who you are like and she's like taking him on like she's so fucking good. I, I love Wanda. I liked her as a villain. I prefer her as a hero, but I really liked her as a villain. So, the only thing I don't like about her, motive, it just feels like they built her up and built her up and built her up. And then she just kind of feels like a completely, like she is fucking cool in Multiverse of Madness. Like that bit where she comes out of the fucking mirror is fantastic. There we go. She says fantastic again. Sorry, Grace didn't get a thesaurus. Um, but, well, nobody tells like, you said phenomenal. I haven't kept track. We, that's, we, can we get a tally on the, when you do the edit? <laughs> But yeah, in Multiverse of Madness, she is great. And like, I like, like, the more she goes into the dark hole, her fingers are all fucking burnt off and stuff. And, and 
Yeah, when she's fighting the like, obviously not a lot of people like the Illuminati and how they were handled, but I absolutely loved it. Just fuck, just fuck them up, man. Even like Professor X just fucking yeah. destroyed him. Like, I did wish we get more of that, like in the mind battle, like yeah. some kind of Inception style stuff. But I do like, I do like it. And that scene when she first shows up at the temple and she just takes on all those different, um, like yeah. what are they called. Um, Doctor Strangers. Sure, yeah, yeah. When she takes on, she takes on the strangers, the strangers, the wizards. I don't know what they can't remember what they're called. When she takes all them on and she starts whooping everyone's ass, like it's one of the most powerful villains we've seen. So yeah, yeah I, I had to get her in there. If I hadn't have gone, like obviously I couldn't have Vulture because we'd already done Homecoming, and if I and I'd already done Guardians Three, so I would have gone High Evolutionary. But if I hadn't have gone Black uh, Panther, I would have actually done Iron Man Two and done Hammer, uh, Justin Hammer, just for the few, just for that little dance he does when he comes on stage. But I'm surprised he didn't go Mysterio. I love Mysterio. Like that's do like Mysterio. Mysterio is great. I do it? like Mysterio. Um, I think it was weird that they framed it as he was a good guy at first because anyone who knows Spider Man yeah, knows he's a villain. Apart from yeah. Eleanor, who was sat watching it with me and audibly great. gasped. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I do like Mysterio. Mysterio but... Of course, he's a villain. Yeah, but I did, I did go with um, Scar Witch for this reason alone, because now we've got to the last category, which is costume, and I'm and going Spider-Man in um, Far From Home, because I can't think of any other that you. stands out right now. The Night Monkey costume, I get you. Yeah. <laughs> no, just Spider-Man's outfits in general, I think he's got one of the best comic book, like, superhero looks in history. Like, it's such an iconic look, no matter how many different versions we see of it, like, the Tobey Maguire one or the Andrew Garfield or this one, like the different um, ways it's incorporated. I think they were all very effective and it's almost impossible for it to look bad in my eyes. And I really like the MCU's version of the Spider-Man office. If I, if I could have gone anything, I would have gone the Iron Spider, but that wasn't on the board because we've had, we've used all those films. So yeah, I've I'm played it, it safe. Far, it's in, uh, far From Home, but it is in, the Iron Spider is in Far From Home. It's at the beginning. Yeah, when he goes to Aunt May's, uh, he does he does the check and he does like the thumbs up. He's in the Iron Spider costume, isn't he? Oh, I can't even remember. Sound yeah. makes it even better then. No, um, it does, to be fair, the black and red costume is my favorite MCU Spider-Man costume, not including Andrew Garfield's, obviously. Also, if we're not just going, if we're going best costume, I don't know if that just means here or not, but Mysterio's outfit is fucking cool. So it is cool. It I'm is taking cool. that as well. There's two, two for the price of one. Who would have guessed Far From Home would have would have made it in? Yeah. Probably the same people that guessed fucking Iron Man 3 would squeeze in somewhere. Yeah. Well, I was going to pick Far From Home, you absolute bastard. <laughs> That's karma. It's hard after Guardians. them. Guardians 3 is my... like That's my favourite look for the Guardians when they've all got the matching costumes. Shit. I actually don't know. I actually don't know what I can end on. I don't like the I don't like the Iron Man 2 costume. It's shit. Oh man. Oh no, I do know what I'm gonna go with. And it's it's gonna end. I feel like it's gonna end on not a big note, but I love the first Ant-Man costume. That uh the first Ant-Man film in the Ant-Man costume is Phenomenal. The first Ant-Man film in general is actually really good. I, think. I, love, I love the first Ant-Man movie. It's probably, it's definitely up there highly as one of the highly ranked Marvel movies for me. And I would have loved to see what Edgar Wright did with it. But the first mm. Ant-Man costume's got that 
kind of what all earlier Marvel costumes had before they just realized they can go, it's here. It's got yeah. that like, practicality, that functionality to it. Like these wires going down the arms up to the up to the buttons. And the buttons are just fucking clicky buttons. And the helmet's got that like doesn't just appear, it folds out and folds over and locks in and clips in and stuff. And I really, really love that that outfit. And it kind of, I'm not going to try and do like a Mysterio, but the, the yellow jacket costume is pretty cool too. It's kind of a variation on the, the red one. But yeah, it's just got that like, I don't know, it's that old jumpsuit type. I don't really know how to describe that old jumpsuit type, like practicality, functionality. And looks looks like a real costume that would be made by a scientist to, to turn small, which is like a, a very fucking unbelievable sentence because nobody's ever going to do that. But it genuinely looks like it would it's something that could be made rather than like that's the one thing I don't like about the more recent Marvel movies is that in Quantumania he literally like taps his chest and if you slow it down, I've seen scenes of it slowing down, and it literally just kind of like fades in. There's no effect, there's no kind of whereas he's got to like put it on and it, it it just looks really cool. I don't really know how it's described. Plus I love the Ant-Man, the first Ant-Man movie. Paul Rudd is a, is an absolute treasure and is one of the best gifts to the MCU. And when you watch Ninja Turtles, his character is the best in that as well. There's nothing wrong with Paul Rudd and him in that costume. Yeah, I think it's great. And like you said, I think that is a big issue with the new ones where everyone just seems to have these nanotech costumes that appear out of nowhere. No one has to put them on anymore. Like, that's part of the charm. Yeah. Even like Spider Man now doesn't have put his own costume on. It just appears like. He now he's made his own. He's got his little. So yeah, I'm, I'm, hoping... glad, I'm glad we've gone back to that uh, old, yeah. sc- old school style costume. But yeah, I think we need more of that practicality in costumes. Part of it as well is how many of those costumes are actually worn on set now? Yeah. Probably probably not a lot. Probably just some blue dots and ping pong balls. That's the issue with most movies these days. Way too reliant on that CGI shit. I always prefer practical stuff. It always works better for me. Even if it doesn't look as good in certain aspects, knowing it's practical and they've had to go through with like making that sort of thing by hand and then finding different ways to shoot it, I always appreciate it more. Yeah, and it's just silly things like I love the gold and blue and red Love and Thunder costume that Thor wears. And I love the um, Jane Foster Thor costume as well. But the CGI had the helmets on. Like, just put a helmet on. Yeah, make it doesn't make sense. Like, they've made helmets before. Just put a helmet on. It just ruins the whole thing for me, which is why I wouldn't put it on the thing. The one that I really wanted to do other than Andrew Garfield is Thor's outfit in Infinity War. That is yeah. the sexiest when he enters in that new outfit, the, the black metal chain mail down his arm, that is the sexiest. I think I I think I might be in love with Chris Hemsworth, but it's the sexiest a man has ever looked in my eyes. Yeah, he was he his costume and that was so good. There was a quite a few I was like wanting to go with. Um I really wanted the um Iron Man one for best costume because I love that one. I think that's my favorite version of the Iron Man um outfit. So I wanted that. I could have taken any of the Avengers like like Captain America in the first Avenger when it's the um, the olden suit, I think it's incredible. Captain yeah. America in Winter Soldier with a new suit, incredible again. Give me any <laughs> Captain America suit. Like, uh, even Black War. Panther, I think the first Black Panther, that Black Panther suit Civil would have been a really War, good yeah. one as well. Do you know who's got the best out? Like their best outfit was in Civil War? Hawkeye. <laughs> 
Well, are you sure it's not his fucking Ronin look with shitty little Mohawk thing he's got going down? That genuinely made, tempted me to get a Mohawk, but even I'm not. Even I'm not that bad. Do you know what? Before I think before Endgame, I didn't really used to shave the the sides down as much, and after Endgame, I did. <laughs> you just uh, take an inspo from Jeremy Renner. I love it. Well, it's a real So. At the end of it, out of 10 yeah, let's categories. do a quick recap. You go through name the categories and what movies you've got, and then do mine. So the best main character was right off the bat, Hawkeye in Age of Ultron. All time blunder. <laughs> and then Captain America in the Winter Soldier. Uh, the best fist bump moment was um, Mjolnir in Endgame, and for then me, yeah. yeah, yeah, and then for me, Andrew Garfield appearing in No Way Home. The best ending for me was Iron Man One with Iron Man Man, and then for you, obviously, Infinity War. Which I mean, good choice. Let's be honest. Yeah. Uh, best fight, civil war at the end for you with uh, Cap versus Iron Man versus Bucky, which I think we can both agree it's fucking phenomenal. Add that one to the tally, um, and then I went a bit out of the box with the opening fight, Guardians of the Galaxy, set to Mister Blue Sky. Uh, can I just say real quick? I think if we do this tally with phenomenal, when we get a number at the end, I think that's how many paid days off I should get at work. You've got to work days to uh, get days off. Yeah. <laughs> I, think if, I think if we did that, you'd never work again. <laughs> yeah, um, true. So I'd like it. I fucked you over with best sequel on Guardians of the Galaxy 3 because <laughs> well, what a fucking play. And then, to be fair, you got Ragnarok, which is good. Yeah. I completely forgot about Needle Drop, so you got Guardians 1. Um, but I went Iron Man 3 with a Christmas tune. Um, opening, I went homecoming with the... Uh, camera footage and you went Black Panther Wakanda forever because you love a good you love a good cry don't you Always. you cried at Mamma Mia too when we watched that yeah, together absolutely. I, I've never been more second hand embarrassed in my life hey I've got no shame I've cried every time I've watched it and I, I'm, I'm ashamed to admit I've watched Mamma Mia too probably in double figures did you watch it did you read my uh, letterbox review for Little Women I think yeah I did yeah just, you just, just said you cry okay, at movies now okay, I guess I just cry at movies now Join the club. I cry everything. That, by the way, a great film. We spoke about that last week and you went and watched it and it is a I great did. film, isn't it? Still haven't watched Lady Bird yet, but we're getting yeah. through. Loved yeah. it. Really did. Uh, Origin, you went Cat 1 for the World War Two story. Really good. And I went cheeky with uh, Avengers. Assemble in the UK. Best villain. I managed to get the best one by uh, getting Killmonger from Black Panther and you had to scrape the bottom of the barrel for Scarlet Witch and Multiverse of Madness. <laughs> and then I think we ended on a on a low note with well you managed to get Sp- like Spider-Man in Far From Home there's there's the Iron Several Spider iterations there's the Iron Spider there's the reg- the blue and red one there's Night Monkey and then there's the black and red one so and then there's you- Mysterio and Mysterio yeah so you managed to get a fair few good ones in there and then I went Ant-Man for his practicality and Paul Rudd in the costume What's yeah. more? What, what more can you love I'm not sure which category is more one-sided um you getting Killmonger and me getting Scarlet Witch or me getting hooked on a feeling and you getting a Christmas song from Iron Man 3. <laughs> yeah. There's some one-sided ones there, but at least it was on opposite sides. But that was fun. Yeah, I enjoyed that. Um, I'm not sure how we'll figure out who wins. Maybe I'll put a poll on the Instagram stories or something like that, and then we can just ask everyone that we know, like, that listens at work. We should put, like, a, a sheet who on... Were, who wins? You, Cal or the guy that pays you? Fine, Cal, the guy you like, or Nathan. <laughs> or, or Nathan. Yeah, like we, should, we should do that. 
fight, figure out and we'll get the results for next week. Well, that was fun. I, I want to. I, I will look forward to doing some of that again. Um, obviously, we can't do the same level because, like I said, there's not many franchises or anything, unless we do like just a genre like action movies or horror. But um, I don't think there's going to be many other franchises or even like a certain director's work with 20 films to pick from. So we'll figure it out. We still yeah. need to figure out a way to do some of Star Wars yet. So that could be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's got to be a Star Wars one just to shut you up, really. Never. Never. <laughs> I, will, I will never. Uh, I can't wait to do it, and I immediately pick Rise of Skywalker number one. <laughs> oh, I, yeah, to be fair. Yeah. Or Attack I of the did, Clones. I did have another idea, but we'll uh, we'll talk about that off camera. Cool. Right, guys, I hope you enjoyed that. Um, as always, you can find me on Twitter at, or should I call it X now? What's the, what's the deal with that? Is it called X, or is that just the new logo? I don't I understand. Called, I think it's called X. Mine's changed oh. the name from Twitter to X, as well as the logo, but other people I know hasn't, so... I'm calling it Twitter till it's officially changed then because X sounds like some weird kinky dating site. So call it Twitter X and it sounds like a, a two, 2000s CRTV cartoon. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we're going to stick with Twitter for now because fuck X. Um, so yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Callum Altimus, which is A L T I M A S, and on Letterboxd at Caltimus. And where can we find you, Mr. Hannah? At nay underscore 214 on Twitter and at nay214 on Letterboxd. Wonderful. Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, you can find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts as well at the Cinematch Podcast. Uh, and if you're listening to it on one of those platforms, you can find us on YouTube in the reverse at the Cinematch Podcast, um, where you get to look at two very, very handsome faces for over an hour. So what more could you ask for? But thanks for listening, guys. And we'll be back with you next week. Uh, back on the original format, I believe. What's that, sorry? Yeah. Usual scheduling. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll reveal later on in the week what the two movies will be, as we haven't actually decided ourselves yet. Nope. Unbelievable organisation, but we'll let you guys know. Uh, again, thanks for listening, and we'll see you soon. Peace out. See you later.